This is the Startup Social Podcast, your inside look at the Austin startup world. We get real with local founders and business owners who share their toughest challenges and biggest wins. All right, this is Daniel Greaves with Startup Social Podcast and TV. Today we have Amber Gray. Let me read out this bio real quick. Good, I went to school. Y'all kids stay in school. You don't want to be illiterate. <laughs> they have a podcast. You won't be able to read. <laughs> Amber Gray is the founder and CEO of Trusty Oak Virtual Assistant Services Company based in Austin, Texas. Amber took the leap into entrepreneurship in 2015, leaving her full-time job in marketing armed only with a vision to help ambitious people succeed and craft the lifestyle they want. Today, Amber manages an entire remote team of marketing professionals, administrative assistants, and web developers all across the nation. In 2019, Trust the saw 88% year-over-year growth rate and continues to expand uh, rapidly. Her nearly all-female team of driven virtual assistants are defying normal, I mean, norms and making waves in the business world. One thing I will tell you is that that is true. <laughs> I do, I've, I've used and I continue to use virtual assistants from Trust the Oak, and I have not came across one bad person. I'm not exaggerating that just because awesome. we're on a podcast and we're on camera. I wouldn't <laughs> say it if it wasn't true. I just wouldn't even say anything at all. So that is true. So Amber, thanks a lot for uh, for coming on the show. No, so absolutely. first we'd like to get some personal background. Okay. Where are you from? Where you moved to? Where yeah. you been? Let's see. Well, so I'm from, San, I'll say San Angelo, Texas, because uh-huh. I moved a lot as a kid. Lano, Lano slash San Angelo, Texas. So we'll just say... Small town, Texas. All right. <laughs> um, before any kind of business related anything, I was a pharmacy tech for 11 years, which uh-huh. is kind of, you know, it's just a weird career path for me to go from pharmacy to startup life in the marketing uh-huh. field. Uh, I don't even know how, like, honestly, that was just God, I guess. How did you get into pharmacy? Yeah. Uh, my mom cut the pharmacist's hair. <laughs> so, yeah, she was, I was in high school still. And so they needed a cashier and he was, he just told her, Hey, I need somebody to help run the register and just worked out started like doing that. that. And then the pharmacy tech that was working there left. So uh-huh. took her spot, did that. I, I moved around to different pharmacies for a while, worked in that hospital setting, mm-hmm. did that for 11 years and then was getting pretty burned out because I never went to college and having no degree and no real experience other than pharmacy didn't leave a lot of doors open. So mm-hmm. Uh, my friend that was a web developer asked me to project manage for her. That's how all this That's how you got started. Into that? Yeah. So you, yeah. when did you leave San Angelo or Lano? Whichever one. Yeah. Well, I was already, in, I was 28, I think, when I moved to Fort Worth first mm-hmm. and worked, worked, I was still doing pharmacy there, but then came back, came to Austin in, well, 10 years ago now. So uh-huh. 2009. Um and that's that was I, I worked about another year in pharmacy here at Seton. The pharmacy that's what brought you to Austin. No, I just I came to Austin and... because my family lives in the area. So oh, okay. yeah, like Hutto and close to the family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so yeah, so I got here and did the pharmacy thing, feeling pretty burned out with it, knowing there's like just no direction for me, uh-huh. and, no upward mobility with that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just, I started playing around with this idea of project management. I read a bunch of books, uh-huh. like cracked the, 
uh, half price books, stuff from like <laughs> a WordPress amazing. book and project management book, and just started learning a little bit, kind of dabbling into it, and then quickly moved into um, leadership role at the startup we were contracted for. So, and then, so how did you move into forming Trusty Oak? When did Trusty Oak even come to mind? Why did you choose a virtual assistant company? Yeah, well. You know this working with web people that are building websites. They're busy. Yeah. Um, a lot of times you're held up waiting on content, or there's there's things that they need to do in order for your project to be successful. True. And as the web director and project manager, I was just seeing that constantly happen with uh-huh. busy, usually really high achieving people that needed help, but they just weren't able to get their project across the line because they did they were doing it all themselves. So uh-huh. with that, uh, kind of combined with accidentally coming across another company in Georgia that I saw on social media that was doing uh-huh. VA work. I thought, that's a really cool idea. That's a way for a fraction of the cost you can help people with marketing or administrative work or you know, even executive assistant type stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I applied for a job with them first and uh-huh. it was less money than I wanted and part-time. So it wasn't for me, but I got the light bulb moment after yeah. the next day and, and I thought, like, well, start long. why don't I start it? Yeah. You don't want to hire me and become a competitor? Yeah, no, no, I don't want to go back into the web stuff like that. <laughs> don't worry. So what's the process of leaving the the marketing company that you were with to starting Trustio? Did you just like jump all the way into it or did you gradually no. do it? So it, it was a weird thing because I asked my boss to be a business partner. Uh-huh. And so I'm, I'm leaving the firm and telling him, hey, you know, I've, I've got this idea for a company and I know I need a really good looking website because, you know, being a virtual business, that's critical. And I, yeah. I'm not going to just I mean, I know Squarespace and a lot of those you can get a pretty decent looking site, but I wanted us to look big, yeah. you know. So I didn't feel like I could do that on my own. So I asked him to be a partner. Uh, we were partners for about a year and a half uh-huh. and um, really what it came down, down to was that I was the operating project or the partner in uh-huh. the whole thing and he was more of an investor and so for me that wasn't really what I was looking for. I wanted, yeah. If someone was going to be a partner I wanted them to be more involved so um, honestly that was that was probably one of my tough seasons with, yeah. with the business is just figuring that out and then transitioning away from uh, the partnership but um, also what I learned from that was that I was not thinking enough of myself to think, oh, I needed this other person to help get this business off the ground. And in hindsight, I feel like, you know, if I had just believed in myself enough, I think I could have done it. Maybe start with that Squarespace, make enough money to buy the professional site I needed. It would have been cheaper in the long run. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all hear that? (laughs) I'm telling people on camera. Yeah. Hear that? Because listen, that's what most people do. don't, Don't get me wrong. There's certain situations to where you need an investor mm-hmm. and you predominantly just need the money because it's, it's that big. But what you mentioned was that if you would have took a different approach, then you'd kind of took it to where, yeah, you would have had everything that you wanted from the beginning, but mm-hmm. it would have worked up to that. Yep. And so you just started in that. So I, exactly. I, I like that because uh, I'm all about that. Yeah. I, I, I know so many people, even if they don't have a, <clears throat> excuse me, quote unquote, investor, They'll, I seen a guy one time start a GoFundMe because yeah. he wanted to be a 
he just wanted to be a freelance graphic designer and he started a GoFundMe for like 3,500 bucks of like I need a laptop and blah, 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 blah. Okay. And I mean, if that's, I'm not going to put it down. If that's what you do, that's what you do. But at the same time, you, you get a lot of growth as a person and as your business continues to scale when you have to figure out a lot of things. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that's probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned through my business, just for me personally, what I've learned from my business. Uh-huh. But as a leader and as a person, I realized that I was, you know, I just wasn't thinking enough of myself. And I realized, like, I could have done this if I had just yeah. jumped for it and, and done it that way instead of this other way where I thought I had to have a hand. So, What um, made you hesitate? Why, why do you feel like you didn't have enough confidence yourself? Or do you th- did you think it was just the route that you needed to go because some people look at it like oh this is typical i need an investor i think it was it was partly because i didn't know i definitely didn't know how to build a website i'd never Uh tried doing any i mean i don't know code or design or anything like that so i knew i couldn't do that and i wanted a professional look that i didn't feel like i felt like i needed someone that had the experience of design and branding and and i i don't regret that i did get those things it's just the the method it would in which I did get them because I think that has been important because I know some of our business that's come to us they've they've said things about like hey your website looks really good and I think it, it makes us look like I love the branding we're professional and not just you know fly by night VAs there's a lot of VA companies popping up out there and yeah a lot of times they're one person that trying to look like they're four or five or ten and yeah um which is okay, but I mean, that kind of did the same thing where it's uh-huh. like you, you put it out there, you make yourself look bigger than you are. Until you but build up. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm happy with the way it all turned out. But. And a lot of them are trash. I mean, I'll just be honest with you. Yeah. A lot of VRs <laughs> are trash. You're just going to be, I mean, it's a transparent show. So I'll be honest. A lot of VA companies are trash, meaning I don't really know their infrastructure, but the actual results and the things that you get from them is not on point. The people are the biggest things with like with VAs 100% yeah I, li- I actually just referred you to somebody thank you yesterday <laughs> now that I think about it I'm gonna have to give it to you in my, in my network but um you know I usually get sidetracked anyways <laughs> so you start now now it's branched off towards only Amber and now you're trying to build this thing up this thing up yeah. what are some of the things that you did to try to build it up to of course you got to get in actual clients and you have to get in people that's going to be able to help you yep. work with these clients. Well, I think so. Part of, in addition to the website that I got with asking my boss to be my partner, I did also pick up a little bit of work that I could keep as contract work with that company. So, nice. um, so that was officially my first client, and um, also the the partner company with him that that helped with the website. They were uh-huh. another one of my early on clients. Um, neither one of them are clients anymore, but when, you know, starting out, that was some of my first income. Um, I also worked part-time, uh, covering, um, this girl that was in an accounting office Uh for this, um, actually a wildlife management company here in the Austin area. She was, she was going on maternity leave and Uh she hadn't found anyone to cover for her. She had, I think two weeks and she's, you know, I'm about to have this baby and I'm scared to death to find somebody to, like a temp worker to do yeah. my job. So, and we were friends. So she just said, I'll train you how to do it. Will you please just do this for me? And it was all QuickBooks, which I'd never done before. <laughs> so I thought, you know what, I'm going to need to know that for my business. So yes, I'll do it. And, yeah. um, 
you know, it was not great hourly pay, but Uh it was awesome experience and something that I really needed to do. So I hustled that way. Um, There's been times where I was driving for Lyft. Well, it was fastened in Austin, but I was I was driving. I worked ten hours a week at a. um, Yeah, I'll tell you something. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I'm gonna cut you off. Yeah. You know Janique. Who? Janique. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She she was on a podcast, and she mentioned that she drove for Lyft, and she was going through the whole process. I love. I didn't even know that. You just sometimes it. you just have to do what you have to do. You do, and that's a great that's a great way to be able to do it. Sorry, yeah, I no, off. that's cool. But uh, yeah, the other part time job I had, even I think this was last January through March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. I worked ten hours a week at this um, startup agency that did app development, mm-hmm. and they needed someone to basically to order groceries, sweep the floors clean the bathroom. <laughs> That's what I was doing. <laughs> I only, it was contract and I only did it for three months. Uh, but yeah, I just, I needed, I needed to make ends meet. I had to make sure I had enough money for payroll and that yeah. meant that I, to take care of myself, I needed to do something else. And um, yeah, that was pretty humbling times. They're like, I like that. Can you order more lemon yogurt, please? <laughs> Can you stop eating all the lemon yogurt? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was humbling, but uh yeah, it just it helped. The hustle is what I like that part. There. Yeah, you I mean you got to do what you have to do to, and the whole goal is to, of course, you're trying to build up your business. Yep. So that makes sense. Yeah. I like that. So, what's some of the? Because if just to kind of clarify, me and Amber know one another because of being out. That's yep. how we first met one another. Yeah. And so uh, you had a background in, of course, what we do, which is web development and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You told me about Trustio, and Throughout the process, how did you get? Uh, how did you start building up more clientele? But actually, I want to jump to this first. How did you get the people, the right people, mm. to help you out with Trustio to yeah. keep the reputation? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think one of my superpowers, or whatever you want to call it, just something that I'm innately skilled with uh-huh. is being able to hire people and yeah. be able to kind of read people ask the right questions to figure out like I ask questions about their character their habits um, obviously their skills that's important too but uh-huh. um, that's really where I focused a lot of time in the beginning and even still we still do a lot of you know heavy vetting for each person that's that's coming in a trustee so yeah um, it really was just just spending time on the hiring a lot of my time was spent on that in the beginning now i have a staffing coordinator that's doing it and um you know she's also somebody that's just skilled at it and yeah so i've been able to fully delegate that process i end up where i'm only doing the final video interview for new vas she's uh-huh. her and another staffing coordinator are doing everything up nice. to that point but i mean we're doing things like I mean, we have our um, application process kind of has little, just little things, you know, to, we can catch if people aren't paying attention or mm-hmm. aren't as detail oriented. Um, the questions we're asking on the phone interview talk about long-term goals and not just about, can you do social media or can, yeah. you know, like some of those questions we're asking, like, you know, what are your, what are your goals as a person? Maybe it's, I'm looking for something I can do 10 hours a week so I can take care of my kids uh-huh. that while they're in preschool and then I want to ramp up, but I'd love to keep working at home or, yeah. 
you know, just making sure that they're a long-term fit and not somebody that's just trying to make a quick buck. Like, yeah. Lyft, you can go drive for Lyft if you want to go yeah. make some quick money without a lot of commitment. But If they um, have a purpose with it, then you can understand how they can have a commitment for it. Yes. Yeah. And then the, the second half of that is creating an environment where people can collaborate and start to help each other. Because, and this is weird with, I mean, you it's hard to create an environment when it's you're talking about a remote nice. team. Yeah. So honestly, I mean, Slack is where that is happening yeah. initially, but it's it we're spilling it out into other places. So I've created, a, I guess, a just a place for people to help each other and mm-hmm. talk to each other and get to know each other. Um, I do one-to-ones a lot of times on Zoom with people. I encourage other people to help each other. It's like, if you can't do this thing, delegate and ask someone else. Just like, you know, recently your, your VA was on vacation, yeah. your main one, and... I had another VA that was able to hop in and, you know, kind and of take the time. Yeah. I was, because yeah. Lisa's great. I know. And she gets know. shit done. <laughs> I know. And I was like, oh, she was like, Daniel, I'm going to go on vacation for two weeks. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. I, My voice was trembling like that. I was like, dang, because she's, it's not just that, yeah, like, we got to process everything, but she's like, really good, really good. And then she... Uh, that's when she had told me that she said that you have someone that can fill in. I saw it on the on the Google calendar that she was on vacation, and I know how much she does for you. And yeah. I started thinking, I need to we need to figure that out. I wonder if she's getting covered. She said, No, Daniel said he's gonna just wing it. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I didn't want her to. <laughs> I didn't want her to feel bad because then she was like, I can take a few days while I'm on vacation, and I was like, No, 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 just like take your whole yeah. vacation. Meanwhile, I was like, I gotta figure this out. I didn't know I was gonna figure it out. And, and this is what's crazy is the person that filled in for her is the person that took my job when I left that agency. Really? Yeah, she was the web director when I left. So she she's like knows everything that I yeah. know, that everything that Lisa knows. Like she was a natural fit for it. So yeah, she was able to fill like, right in. Yeah. Lisa was like a trainer on the stuff that we do, but she was used to a lot of things that we use yep. from Basecamp, of course. Yeah. Slack and Skype and everything else. So yeah. no, they, worked, they worked really good. Yeah, yeah I, I wanted to know honestly, personally, because these, I was just like, I don't, I don't understand how somebody can hire really <laughs> like really good people. And I think I've used about five VAs of yours mm-hmm. before, or something like four that. Four or five, yeah. Yeah, and every single one of them were good, mm-hmm. like very good. And I even asked him, I was like, how, <laughs> I was like, how are you hiring so well? But I know we had a conversation before. I think we had lunch or something. We talk about it, and you kind of mentioned it to me. So, and I think I even see you. Have you met most of your VAs or like? Not in real all? life, no. A lot of them I haven't. No, yeah, I've never met Lisa in, in real life. I've seen some of them that you've met. The ones in Austin I've met. Um, I've met mo- like half of them in Boise. So uh-huh. last summer I went there. Um, Charleston. Boise. Yep, I haven't met her in person yet. Okay. Um, and then a couple in the New York area because mm-hmm. I went there last summer as well but so how do you how do you create how do you create a culture with the remote team like everybody's remote and everybody kind of has their own thing or situation like how do you create a culture i think this is like this is our secret sauce honestly is just is like i said putting people in a position where they know that they can help their they have help when they need it Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is, I mean, one, maybe it is selecting good people to start with, but the, the rest of it is not something I can take credit for. The, uh-huh. They're they're helping each other. They're getting to know each other. I mean, I saw uh, not long ago, 
one of the girls in New York was throwing a birthday party for her daughter, five-year-old daughter, and one of the VAs in Charleston that's never met that other person was helping make decorations for the kid's birthday and sent them to her. So they're like, I mean, people are becoming friends, even though they're, they're not in the same location, but it's because, you know, someone says, hey, I need some help. My client needs this today. Can somebody help me? And then there's someone else going, yeah, I have some time. What do you need? Probably really good. And so they're, because everyone's helping each other, that's really what I think makes people like being yeah. a bar trustee. Even people that are not working very many hours at a time, uh-huh. they, they don't want to, they're like, they're like, I don't even need the money. Some, some of them, I don't even need the money. I just really love being a part of yeah. what we're doing. And so, um, I mean, as far as keeping that culture, it's just, it's keeping feedback open. I'm really transparent if something's mm-hmm. wrong or even with the way I'm changing things. I'm, I mean, our business is growing fast. I'm always saying, okay, we're changing our prices or we're changing this process mm-hmm. or we're, you know, we're doing things different all the time. And I'm, I'm just really honest about it. I tell people what's going on. We hit our goal for revenue this month. We didn't hit it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think most, at the end of the day, people just want to be a part of something bigger. And so um, hopefully that's what what I'm doing is just giving them a chance to understand how they affect the bigger picture and not just, um, you know, answer just, an email. Yeah. It's just not like one yeah. individual person and you feel like you're working by yourself. You got a community yep. and they're not cheap. To be honest with you, they're not cheap, <laughs> but there is a lot of value in it. Trust me. I wouldn't pay if I, every single person that I had wasn't good. Yeah. So remember that you pay for, what is it? You pay for what you get, something like that. Yeah. Okay, somebody can correct me if I said it wrong. But <laughs> I have a question. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Can you talk to like oh, I'm really interested in like the future of this field and like how it relates to just like automation and like just things being you know, feeling like they're trying to take robots to be virtual assistants or whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do feel like this is the future. Robots gonna take you. Yeah. Where, where you feel we are at in time and place and future in the Yeah, because you can grow a business a lot. Like, I mean, just honestly, a huge part of the way I was able to grow my business before we start bringing more people in house, it was virtual assistance. Mm-hmm. But majority of people, I always have huge visions. Majority of people, small businesses, every single one of them need a virtual assistant, regardless of how much I have in house. I'll always need a VA for something. Yep. So what's I guess? Back yeah, to I mean, I I think the the future of the industry is huge because people people need to be able to work with remote workers. Honestly, a lot of people don't have offices. A lot of people are doing the co working thing. Yeah. Um, virtual is a lot easier, and it's fractional compared to hiring someone. Okay, I need I need a, an executive assistant. I'm assuming to keep someone, I need to at least commit to 20 hours a week. Or yeah. you know, you can't really say, I want to, I want you to work two hours a week. You're having to tell someone, okay, I need, I'll get you for 20 hours a week, and then you're spending all this money that is probably not 100% productive. So, yeah, um, yeah like you talk about, it's not being that cheap. But the fact is, we're not tracking time for you know to be available to you for eight hours a day. Yeah. We're tracking time to get things done and it might only take 45 minutes for something you know it's yeah uh, so that's all you're paying for um so i think one also there's a lot of talent out there in like the freelance community 
there are people that want to be home with their kids. Like, yeah. honestly, like, I mean, I say our team is nearly all female. We have two guys out of uh, 36 people. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a long time, it was all women because most of them have small kids at home. And yeah. some of them have master's degrees and, you know, lots of years of experience in marketing agencies or mm-hmm. office administration and some of them are going to school. Some of them, I have, you know, one that's a single, or actually a couple that are single moms, and this is their second job, so they can afford yeah. to take care of their kid. And um, I think there are a lot of people out there that just want to do something valuable and not just, uh, you know, oh, I need extra money. Let me go work at Starbucks. Yeah, they have much more skills than that. And so, I think the future is that there are going to be more and more people that value their family time and they don't want to commute and they want to Mm -hmm. keep first things first and um remote work is making an opportunity for that yeah that's huge like on on both ends and then on top of that i don't know how it goes with a lot of other other uh vas but with trusty oak like every single person that i have the specific needs that i needed Mm -hmm. there's like bios on the websites for those like Kim, like things that we set up with, even before I was using HubSpot, I was doing stuff like on Google Docs and writing down leads. Yes. And they helped, like you helped set all of that up. So it was more than just, hey, I need this done. But it was like, hey, you should do this so that it's structured this way. Yeah. Well, and and to answer his question about automation, um, that is part of it too. And actually we're in next year, especially we're going to be focusing more on coming up with package services where we Mm -hmm. can help people like suggest software for solutions like that. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, you need a CRM, stop using that spreadsheet to keep up with all your contacts. Don't make manual invoices. Instead, you should be at least using QuickBooks or um, some of these other apps out there. Track your expenses. Is this stuff in China? (laughs) You doing that? (laughs) I was. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. A lot of our clients are, they're just not working as efficiently as they could. And so part of what we're doing, even in our proposal now, we've got a section that's software recommended and and, um, kind of our base level recommendation, we're recommending Trello for project management because if you're working with another person, you need some kind of platform to be able to share. It's, you can't do it all on email Um, or Slack. Like you can't just delegate things on Slack. It gets lost in the mix. So having a system um, loom for video screen recording and training because people assume they need to sit down on zoom and walk someone through how to do yeah. something, but they don't, you don't have to do that. You can narrate, record. I love you Zoom. Yeah. So did you, make, was, did you introduce me to that? Probably. Probably yeah, more likely. <laughs> I'm a pretty big advocate. For we, yeah. <laughs> we use, we use, we use, use Loom a lot. Yeah. A whole lot. It, yeah. it works really well. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that, that, that you did with, skills i mean yeah everybody we customize it all um and actually i was thinking about um another client of ours recently that she's still pretty new with us but she hired us just to help with she's a career consultant Uh and she helps people with their resumes and and also connects with recruiters and things like that and she hired us just to help with a process she had already defined on linkedin with connecting uh, with people that are looking for jobs. And we started doing that to the point that we were able to help her reach her revenue goal, mm. actually exceed, like have her highest ever month in her Dang. whole career 
just after spending one month working with the VA and delegating part of that work. Yeah. And then she started talking to us about adding on other services, bookkeeping, help with their CRM, yeah. help with automation. I mean, it just like, once you kind of get a taste of some yeah. support, then you start thinking of different things. And I, I do this, I mean, I take my own medicine. Yeah. And I mean, even for, you know, before this interview, she asked me for a bio and I asked someone else to write it. <laughs> Tomorrow I'm meeting with the publicist and there was a questionnaire and I had someone else fill that out for me. It's so it's just, I mean, you, the key though is developing a relationship and something yeah. I, I read in a book recently was about how delegation is not a switch, it's a throttle. Yeah. And so you have to work your way up to it and you start with building trust with something small. And as you develop that relationship and trust and know they're competent and reliable, then give them something else and keep going and just keep expanding it. So yeah. the good thing about VA is that you can do that slowly like that versus if it's an employee that you have to have the job role defined because they're going to be unhappy if they come in and you're suddenly throwing a new yeah. responsibility on their plate. They're like, hey, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> so that, that's something for me. I got excited. <laughs> <laughs> when I first got, when I first, um, I don't know who it was I used first as a VA. Jessica. Jessica. Yeah. I didn't really know how to delegate her stuff. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how much I could give. I would say I don't know how much I could give, how more I could give. But honestly, I was used to having to do it so much myself. And then the more the relationship built, she was like, well, I can do that. Yeah. Well, I can do that. And at first I was thinking, can she really do this? Or she's just saying she could do it. But then I started <laughs> passing it off and she was knocking it out and doing it. And then I was like, man, I need to hire so-and-so. And she's like, well, I can help you with that. Or, and if they can't, then they say, oh, I'm someone else on our team. Can't. Which she's done before. I, yeah. I forgot what it was for. She's like, or she said, like, she said, let me ask Amber, let me ask so-and-so mm -hmm. about uh, this person that can handle this. So it did. It helped out a ton. Like, mm -hmm. the VAs literally helped ATX build up to what it is awesome. now. It was, right. it, was, it, was, it was a tough process in regards to, I won't say trusting. It was more of like, removing myself from everything that was going on. I guess it, it was trusting, but trusting for me to be like, okay, I can give this to you. Yeah. You can't do it all and you, you're not going to be able to do it all. So I was able to pass it off. That, that's really good feedback because we, we're getting a lot of clients that are struggling with the beginning. That We do a trial in the beginning because we yeah. aren't sure if they're going to be able to let it go. And yeah. that's, that is, it is hard for people to, especially if they've been in the one person in their business, when you know you're supposed to let it go. It's yeah. And, and that's the thing why it, it makes sense to build trust and let them see parts of your business. Even if you're not actually delegating something, just let them understand some of your processes uh -huh. because then they can make recommendations for a better flow. We work with so many different types of clients and industries. You know, we might have learned something that we could apply to your business. And yeah, um, unless you let us see behind the curtain a little bit we're, yeah. we're not going to be able to make recommendations so that's really the key is like letting people see it um extend some trust to uh -huh. get a task here and there and when you see competence then open up another thing and just take it slow one thing it did was is that it actually set a standard too mm. the standard i expect from people when they right. work with us it was like it's, it's largely based on the first everybody one. i work yeah. with trusty oak not just oh, not I anyone else saying. Saying, yeah, yeah. Like, the, the VAs I work with, Trusty Oak, it's like, this is kind of what I expect with anyone that comes yeah. on. Like even outside of Trusty Oak, anyone we hire on internally. But there was, it was, it, Jessica was good at that. Like all the hiring that we've ever done, she was the one that 
did it. Put yeah. it on Indeed, doing a phone interview, and I was like, man, she's getting some good big ones. I'm, I'm like, I'm an energy <laughs> person. I can get, 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 get good energy for somebody, but the process of like, what the application needs to say, et cetera, I could generally just say, hey, I want X, Y, and Z, and she can go out and she can put it together. Yeah. So with, we just about to talk about Trust Elk all day, which we're gonna come around to. Yeah. But <laughs> on Amber, yeah. which we like to get from everybody when they come on the show, some ups and downs or biggest challenges in business. Yeah, well, I, I talked about a little bit of already with the, just having to hustle to pay my own bills. Yeah. <laughs> and do things outside of Trusty Oak. I'm, honestly, there there were times when I when I was doing, you know, driving for Fasten and just mm-hmm. really trying to make ends meet. I had finished off with the partnership. Um, I felt really scared, honestly. I, I didn't, wasn't sure if I could do it because I wasn't, I wasn't really making enough to live yeah. and a business is only successful if the owner is able to live on it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it, it, I did hit a point where I thought maybe I can't do this. Like I felt really just, there was a time when I felt super discouraged about yeah. it. Um, and honestly, I, I had a really vulnerable conversation over lunch one day with uh, who guy that's now my business insurance guy, but he, uh-huh. we were, we met at a networking event and kind of friends for, for a while before we started working together and now we're really good friends, but uh-huh. I just kind of broke down and told him what, what I was going through and how I didn't know if I, if I could do it without this partner and, you know, just all these different things and just kind of put it all out there and he encouraged me and I just, I don't know. I just kept pushing a little, you yeah. know, a day at a time and finally, <clears throat> you know, working extra jobs and doing what I had to do. I, I found enough income to be able to make it work. And then I got yeah. over that hump and now all my time and energy goes into trusty Oak and, um, it's beneficial and I'm feeling good and hopeful and all yeah. that stuff. And you, and you need that though regularly. Like even, I think the last time we had, we typically meet like once or twice a year, I would say yeah. we'll have lunch and chat. And last year I needed that chat. Yeah. Like last year went good, but it was so much just like little tedious stuff mm-hmm. that was just mentally had me just messed up. Like we restructured our contracts, um, the way we work for clients, outstanding invoices. I changed up my entire, the entire way that we do invoices with clients. And it was really because when we were talking, we had a conversation. Cool. You didn't even realize it. And <laughs> no, I was I just didn't. Yeah, I was just like, man, I didn't even want to this this not not you. Yeah. I didn't even want to go to the lunch. <laughs> I was stressed. I was, I'm not even gonna lie, I was stressed because we was like it's like man, I need to hire on I this. I think I remember and, this lunch actually. Yeah, it was it was right over I think we uh, Yeah, it was over Culinary right Drop Out yep. or Yard House, one of those was there. It was Yard House. Yeah. yeah. And so I was just like, man. You did seem stressed that day. I remember. I was stressed. <laughs> I was very stressed out. And I remember, I think I had come to the office. I had a meeting and I went back to my truck and I was sitting in my truck and um, I was on my laptop. I was very stressful. It was, matter of fact, it was two things. One of them was issues with just outstanding invoices and those things. And the conversation with you actually helped me understand how I need to completely restructure how we do contracts, how we get payments. And then the other thing was that I think it was after, I think it was after you and I met, I went back to my truck and I had a phone call. It was before or after, I can't remember. And I was wondering, I was, one of the main reasons I was stressed out because we didn't have any leads coming in. 
through our website. And typically, we always have leads coming in. I'm like, man, what is going on? <laughs> and so I was on a film. I was on a uh, a call. A guy called us, and he was like, and some he's an Australian accent. He was in San Antonio, okay. and he was like, hey, I sent y'all an email, but didn't hear back. And we have a project oh. that we're trying to get on top of quick. And I'm like, what? And I'm on my laptop. I got a hot spot in my truck. I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> I didn't see anything. And I was like, sorry, we didn't see you. Start talking. I go and check spam box. And you had all these leads. We had three months of leads oh. in a spam box. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, man, what the hell is going on? So I went to the lunch. That's the reason I really want to go to the lunch because I want to start calling them. But I went to the lunch anyways, which is well needed. It was, it was, it was very well needed because it was a huge relief for everything that I changed. I went home, I drove home on the way home driving, and when I got there, I called every single one of them from three months ago. Nice. And then I told Kim, I was like, Kim, there's like 20-something leads in spam box. And so she helped me out, which is Kim is one of, her, one of your VAs. She helped me out and was like emailing them, and I called every single one of them, all of them. Nice. And a lot of them became clients. Well, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad you Yeah, it was. It was a very, end of year last year was very stressful. And I say this because it's, I mean, we're in year five right now, and like like I said, don't get me wrong, we still had a like we still did really good in regards to the revenue made within a company. Like every single year, it increases, but there's mm-hmm. problems and there's issues within the company that's yeah. just like it stresses you out. You know what I mean? Like I was talking, we did. I was telling someone the other day about just in the every business is different. But particularly in, in web design and mobile apps and doing stuff like that, it's a project basis. So we had to really change up. I won't say change up, but add things that would be more of like a cash flow. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, when it's project basis and you're not getting payments on time and you got people hundred thousand dollars in invoices and stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I it changes you. things up. Which I, which you you changed up your your model. Mm-hmm. Why did you why you change up your model? Uh, I mean, the same reason. I also, I'm working with my accountant who's who's much more than an accountant. She's, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Profit First. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she helped me with getting that process in place is one thing. But um, that methodology of managing your cash flow helps yeah. you kind of identify when your business is not generating enough to do what you're actually trying to do. So yeah. it, it flips it all on its head and it, it it sort of sends signals when things aren't working. Whereas mm-hmm. the other way, you're just, you just keep swimming. Yeah. Uh, with this, it, it's really clear whenever something's not working and you can address it. So that was what, how it all kind of originally started. Mm-hmm. Um, also listened to a book called The Automatic Customer that another client recommended. And mm-hmm. it's about subs- the subscription model. Yeah. And so I had originally had that idea when I first started Trusty Oak, but I couldn't figure out how to really uh, make it happen in real life. And so... I ditched it and was where we were just doing these packet. We had way too many package offers for uh-huh. hourly plans. And so with this, we switched it. Now I've got automatic payments. Um, I can look ahead and see, you know, X number of, you know, subscriptions coming through this month. So I have an idea of money coming in and exactly when, uh-huh. even, you know, even when I don't know what my new business funnel is going to look like. Uh, so it's been a lot less stressful just like I changed the model so that I could have future income 
Um, I don't have any plans to sell trusty oak, but that's also something that, you know, what I learned in that book is if you want to make your business more valuable, you need to be able to show future income. Yeah. So, um, that's, you know, it just seemed like a good business idea to, to be able to do that. Which, and, you, which is good to switch things up, though. Like, yeah. you gotta, I mean, and it takes, for me, it kind of took being in a situation to where it's just like, it's hurting my business a lot if I don't switch things mm-hmm. up. But I wouldn't have, like, I thought about it, like, about how I can switch up, how we do invoices and et cetera. Yeah. But I couldn't really pinpoint it. Yeah. And then I had that conversation <laughs> with you, which I, I, I really forgot even exactly what you said but it was a light bulb you may have told me exactly I think what it, to do. i think it was probably something along the lines of collecting payment before starting or so it was it was the monthly yeah I so typically we, we used to do like it's 50 percent up front you know there's two other phases in 25 and 25 uh, okay but then we switched it to 50 percent up front and then if it's a four month project there's a monthly payment for the remaining gotcha. payment throughout those so it's more of like predictable income right so you're not waiting on I think on the other side of it too, it's better for your clients because they know exactly what they're going to spend, and it's yeah. like this big chunk that comes when that maybe they're not exactly, exactly ready for it. I mean, our clients actually like the subscription because they know exactly what they need a budget for the month. Yeah, and we have an option where if you do need a little extra, as you know, yeah, you can add on extra time. But I do. Um, I've been yeah. adding on extra more and more, <laughs> taking all my money. No, thank you. <laughs> All right, so balance. Mm. How do you feel when it comes to balance with trusty oak and personal life? It feels pretty good, mostly because I work remotely. Yes. Yeah. You know, I can I can keep my business going and delegation. I mean, obviously, that's what it's all about. But um, yeah, I've got people that can help me when I want to take a vacation. I do travel a lot. I I mean, pretty. I was gone all of the month of June. Uh-huh. Um, I worked two weeks of that in the middle. Um, the other two weeks I wasn't working really at all. I did some ch- quick check-ins and everybody's holding the fort down. Um, things happen, of course, it needs uh-huh. my decision, but um, it's really just about empowering people to make decisions on your behalf so you don't have to be there as often. And- Cause I know you mentioned something about you was doing like the one big email check a day or something like that. What is it yeah, when I was on vacation, I had, so my process for that is, um, is to set it up where th- someone's checking my email. They're telling me, okay, these are the action items. Here's stuff that happened, but you don't need to do anything with it. And they can, if they, I delegate the inbox, they can read them without it marking them as read. Yeah. So I can go back and still have my, you know, kind of past nice. it and, and not miss anything. But just having someone to say, hey, there's something in here you need to pay attention to, or everything looks good. Enjoy your day. You should be like a dele- delegated. I don't even know how to put, put the word, but you should be the queen of delegation. <laughs> well, I'm working on it. That, I, that is really what I want to start doing more of in 2020 uh-huh. is actually doing more consulting services on that and helping people. And I don't know if I've even had the idea of maybe even going to people's office and uh-huh. see their day to day and uh, kind of, you know, just make recommendations for way, areas they can delegate or automate. Because it is a combination of that. We talked about that earlier. It's just there are tools that do a lot of things you need. Yeah. So employ those tools and then add a VA for everything else. You should have a delegation event for small business owners. Conference. Conference. Yeah. I like you bring it. them in and teach them how to delegate. Yeah. Workshop something. Yeah. yeah. I go because I still have, I do it good now, <laughs> but I still have trouble with it. 
So I'll add that to the list. Yeah. <laughs> so what's next for Trustee Elk? What's, what's your, do you have a big vision? Yeah. Big goal? So we're actually working on switching Trustee Oak to be, um, I guess, presented as more of a platform uh -huh. um, than an agency because I want, I want our clients to be able to hire their VA and understand that they're hiring the VA and Trustee Oak is there to make sure it's a successful partnership. We're not there, yeah. we're not there managing our VAs. This is already the case. We're not no. in a position of management. We're there as a facilitator to connect the two. And right now our brand makes us look like we're an agency, which we do function that way in some ways, but mm -hmm. I, I want it to be where our VAs have all the autonomy they want for their schedule. I mean, they're freelancers and I want to keep it that way. Yeah. So really presenting it as an opera, like basically reworking our website where it's for two people. It's if you're looking for a VA job, go this way. If you're looking for, um, you know, to hire a VA, go yeah. this way. And using the website to allow leaders to be able to come in and search for the person they're looking for, availability, yeah. the skills, all of that, right. um, contact them directly. So uh, we're in process, very early phases of that, but um, just getting the ball rolling on that because I think that's going to streamline the way we match our VAs yeah. better. So it, it doesn't take out the human element of selection from our side because uh -huh. we're still vetting and making sure best VAs in the country are on our team, but letting our clients kind of choose instead of me saying, here's one, try it. Um, right now it's more of you kind of like handpicking for them yeah. and doing yeah, we've already started doing it where I'll present two or three people instead mm -hmm. of just one yeah. and then encourage the potential client to interview those people. I mean, that's still saving them a ton of time and they're getting yeah. three really good people to choose from. I even I have one guy right now that had three people. He's mm -hmm. He did interviews. He's interviewing another one again. He's still got narrowing it down between two. And mm -hmm. I, I love it because he's taking it serious and yeah. I think it'll be a longer uh, relationship because he's actually been involved in that decision instead of me just saying, you know, presenting someone to him and hoping it works out. So, True. um, that's kind of the, the bigger, that's where we're going in, in terms of getting bigger. It's going to allow us to grow faster. Mm -hmm. Um, just keep going. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Even, although you can just, I don't need options. You can just say, hey, here, Daniel, this is who you need. And like, All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, once we have a relationship, I think that works. <laughs> but sometimes I've only talked to someone for 30 minutes and I'm trying to yeah. figure out which VA is going to be best. So It's going to be time consuming. Yeah. You think robots are going to be virtual assistants? You wrote that down as a question? I did. It came to my mind. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I no. did write it down for you. Chris was talking earlier. But they, got, they, they have legit... Um, they have on. apps and stuff that you can, I mean, if, if you want something that is just a very clear cut task, yes, why not? I mean, you can yeah. either use a robot, you can use a VA in the Philippines, you can, I mean, you can, there are a lot of options out there for task driven things like that. But the difference with us and just, I think what people, what businesses really need is someone to help with a bigger picture view. Yeah. I mean, like you were saying earlier, we're going to look at it and say, Hey, Better way to work, get HubSpot, try this, sign up for this program. Yeah. Um, the relationship is huge. A robot can't do that. Yeah. Not yet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no telling what I have there in the future. Yeah. yeah. Um, so where can our audience find you? No, you know what? No, I want to talk about one other thing. What was it? Delegation strategy. Or is it the, what's the PDF you have? Yeah, the there's a workbook or yeah, it's a guide to creating a delegation strategy. So it's essentially what 
that that book is meant to do is to help people on their own kind of identify what tasks they could hand off. So um, it's a it's a process of making a list of the things that you personally definitely have to do. Yeah. And then another list of things that are keeping you from those things. And, yeah. you know, just kind of visually dividing it out and then um, handing off, like I was saying earlier, small tasks to build trust first and then grow into more project based or bigger things. Is it the take back your day with smart delegation? Yeah. Is that the one? Yeah. The delegation part is huge. I find, I mean, I've learned now how to do it, mm-hmm. but it's helped out a lot with the VAs that you have to, 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 to help me understand how to do it too. So where can our audience find you? Social media, email, website? All of the social channels, trustyoak.com and, and at trustyoak for all of the, the company stuff. Um, my personal is Amber Gray ATX, I think pretty much across the board. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for coming so, on the show. This is Amber Gray. With Trusty Oak Virtual Assistant Services. Chat with y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in into this week's episode of the Startup Social Podcast. You can listen to us anywhere podcasts are available and on our YouTube channel. Make sure to visit our website, startupsocialtv.com. Until next time.